the Kids in Response podcast. Hopefully that works. And okay. We're officially in it. Yep. We're officially in it. It's funny because last episode you were making something like, well, that'll have to do or whatever. On yeah. in the actual recording, we were perfectly in sync, both of okay, us. Okay, good. So it was. Yeah, I couldn't hear yours just now audibly, but hopefully that'll be the case again. Uh, welcome to Pixel Response 158. Uh, this is, I guess we don't say the date. So this is Nathan. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm here in Calgary, Alberta. We're talking about mayoral candidates, but we're going to stop doing that. Uh, I'm joined by Paul. That's me. Who is uh, worried about a guy named Kevin. Uh, We need to talk about Kevin. He's not going to be a good mayor, so they should arrest him. Oh, wait, they did. Can he still run now? Like, (laughs) he he he, got arrested. I'm sure he probably can. I bet he can. That's not like an immediate, like, oh, you actively are a criminal, so obviously you can't be mayor. No, it's politics, (laughs) bro. Every one that gets in is a criminal. <laughs> I guess, but it's like literally like, oh no, no, you have a court date. You can't be mm. a mayor now. <laughs> like, wouldn't like, that besmirch that? I, I would think so, <laughs> yeah. but, but we'll knows? find out in October, I guess. Woo! Yeah. But don't worry about that. Let's turn our eyes to Twitter. Uh, oh no! You posted this thing. Oh yeah. Uh, about your favorite six video games. Which I, I thought was a I neat wrote. number. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you should pull it up. I will. I, will. Uh, I have mine written down. Um, but I thought it was a neat number because it doesn't force you to stretch to 10. Uh, and it, you get a little wiggle room with, like, not top five. And you don't have to order them in preference. But I, to be I clear, feel like I sort of... This is yeah. like a copy-pasta thing that's been going around. I didn't invent this. I just want to put that out there. I, Somebody <laughs> yeah. tagged me. So. Yeah, someone tagged you. I tagged some people. Uh, you know, just this little viral thingy going around. But it, I, I enjoyed the exercise. So I just wanted to talk through the games we chose. Yeah, sure. Uh, I actually cool. do remember yeah. all of these. As soon as I brought it okay. up, I was like, "Yep, yeah, that's right." <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I'm actually wearing a Super Mario World shirt right now, so I'm just gonna mention Very, that because that's number also, one that came to mind for me. I was not going to look at yours, and then. One day when I was just like waiting for something, I pulled up Twitter to see what was going on. It fed me yours at the very top of my list of things you've missed. So uh, I, I accidentally. So it's like it spoiled it for you. <laughs> OK, uh, that's OK. I did know one of them just off the top. Like I knew one of them in the top of my mind. The rest of them were not a surprise, I would say, but like I wasn't expecting Okay, I guess well we'll get to those. I had to, three sprang to mind immediately, and then the other three I kind of like had a list of several in Notepad or something at work, and I was like thinking about them. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then sure. like filtered out what were the probably the three of those. So this okay. was you know the the read at the time, but yeah, Super Mario World is the first one I chose. Just super classic, influential. Like I don't know, that was like the game that made my eyes bug out when I was a kid. And it's like we need a Super Nintendo. Like what is that thing? I gotta have that. And then I've just been playing that periodically forever since then. <laughs> like just I can always go back to that game. So the person who actually yeah. tagged me in this put that as one of theirs as well. Like it, yeah, sure, makes sense. Huge yeah. game. Uh, so do you want to go one of yours then? We'll trade off, kind of. Um, I mean, yeah, the Resident Evil remake back in the GameCube. Like days. the GameCube one? Yeah. yeah. 
I the HD versions are just that again. So like they all kind of count. Uh, just mm-hmm. kind of redone for newer systems. But that that game I loved growing up just right from the get go. And then the fact that they remade it with like better graphics and kind of put more into how you go around that mansion in like different ways and keep it similar enough that people that loved the it originally could like jump in but like change it and it's complete like get surprises and play with your expectations it was just like basically the perfect game for me yeah and and you obviously still revisit it because you just did like yeah like a month ago (laughs) yeah so it's like still got that appeal so that's cool uh day of the tentacle was number two for me Uh, i guess technically maniac mansion colon day of the tentacle but uh that was a super early like uh, adventure game for me, but it's also one. It's one where like I wish I could induce amnesia to myself so I could play it again and again more okay. <laughs> because it's like they they remastered it recently and I love playing through it again. But it's like oh I remember like all these puzzles like there'll be ones where they're a little fuzzier, but then once like something clicks into place, I'll just remember everything. But it's like watching a favorite cartoon or something now. You know, it's sure. like you still get to go through see the jokes, see the fun, like the decaf coffee, the, you know, like Professor Fred and all the craziness. Like there's still things I still get out of it, even though it's like static content that is forever spoiled. Yeah, Uh, it's yeah. So that was the start of like just being way into Tim Schafer's brand of humor and that kind of like uh, LucasArts comedy adventure kind of stuff. So it, it was a big deal for me. Sure. Uh, did, you, did you ever play that one? Or? I did. Yeah, I played it back when it actually came out with uh, a buddy. And I remember we got we got stuck a few times. There was one part in particular that I can't even remember where. But the thing you had to do was just like so out there that we never thought of it. And I remember we didn't get through it until like later on where we were able to kind of find the answer. One of the logic leaps is apparently like washing the buggy to make it rain like is one that people get tripped up on because it's like the logic being like, oh, right after you wash your car, it always, it always seems rains. to rain. Uh-huh. But that's just like a joke. That's not like a science law or anything. So and it's like, why kid, the hell would I, that make it do that? that as well? Because, <laughs> yeah, like that's not a cliche for you at age six. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, me and my friend uh, David in like grade school would play this game. And oh, weird! I think we got David hung up was on... my friend as well, like a different one <laughs> that we played this. So yeah, uh, so we loved it, but I think maybe like the vinegar and the time capsule or something. Like there was a couple ones where it's just like, dude, what? Like I yeah. don't know what's going on. <laughs> I I don't know how fermentation works because I'm in grade one <laughs> or two or whatever. I don't know what's happening, yeah. but we still enjoyed it generally. Uh, and then, yeah, years later, got it myself and, and beat it and have been playing it on occasion since. So, yeah. And they did that remaster game. not too long ago. Actually, it's one oh, of their favorite too. games, too. It's awesome, yeah. It's like they went back to, like, the original, like, art and just scanned it in. Like, yeah. as a, it's, it looks better than it ever could have kind of thing. It's it's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. But, okay, number two for Paul. Uh, <clears throat> going down the horror train still, Silent Hill 2 was, like... Probably the first introduction of, oh, you can do like an actual good psychological horror game in the. Is like, it replayable? Like, is that one you can go back to? Still I've gone too? past it or re back into it. Yeah, it's 
because that game is a lot of atmosphere and stuff like that, and it kind of just holds that. Uh, maybe, like, <clears throat> the, it definitely could do with a remaster or a remake of some sort. But yeah, I, I it's weird because I remember they they kind of did like OHD ports or something a while ago, but they screwed it up because the it. fog was gone. Yeah, they, and it was like, no, no, that's you you got to mindfully consider what was atmosphere versus what was technical limitation, and they didn't. They made they the just tra- like, oh, we cleaned all this up. And the it's draw like, you broke better. the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I can see that there's actually nothing ahead of me. That's not scary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not scary. At so. All. <clears throat> yeah, if someone went back to it thoughtfully, maybe they could spruce it up again. They, so yeah. there is a, I can't remember their name. There is a Silent Hill like modding team that has revamped it or whatever, keep but kept in stuff that makes that game important and like made it look better or whatever. Um, <clears throat> that game is just really good. Uh, every time there's like a whole bunch of different set pieces in that game, and I just really like how they all kind of fit together and how it gradually gets more and more fucked up as you go. Like it starts up, it starts off with you just basically running down like a dirt road and meeting somebody in a graveyard. And then it gradually gets to the point where you're literally just in this weird upside down, like historical society basement hell with like skin walls and weird shit chasing you. It's okay. Like it descends into madness over the course of the game, kind yeah. Of thing. Like, okay. And like you... I've never actually gotten far in it. Like that's that's one I still haven't really done. So that's interesting. That is hmm. Restless Dreams the one to do, like the Xbox version. It's or... the one to do is probably that like PC enhanced version that fans have been putting together. Oh, I would assume. Okay. Now. Uh, if you went back to console, probably. I would assume okay. that's the one to do. The HD version is definitely not the one to do. This collection version is not the yeah. one to do. Okay. We should that do that. Series, yeah, I have... Silent Hill 1 yeah. we did, and that was fun. We did, and I had a frustrating time with the weapon that I still feel bad about sometimes because I was very angry at this person uh, in the video game. Wait, but uh, There was a boss I had real trouble with, and I was really cursy and upset, and I, I always feel embarrassed oh. after <laughs> okay which one but uh do you remember she must have been a lady because i was i was cursing oh gender related cursing and i always hate doing that as like a you know female literature classes and stuff you know you're not supposed to do that (laughs) so it's just yeah oh my god i don't actually remember that was i hope they don't come for my english degree you know after that that was like what eight years ago maybe that was was a long time it was quite a while ago it was a long time yeah But, uh, yeah, Silent Hill, I tried playing Downpour recently. <laughs> I'll I say that. Never played I it. I got stuck. Yeah, I just kind of couldn't find my way forward past a point. It wasn't even that it was, like, aggressively awful. It was just like, well, I'm stuck and not having fun at all anymore. So I guess that's so it. So we're done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, Silent Hill. Uh, for me, uh, sort of scary game, but just in a different way, Dark Souls. <laughs> Uh, okay. was like a sort of recent E thing. I guess it's 10 years ago now, but me getting way into it was probably, what, six years ago? It's been a bit. Sure. Yeah. But prob- anyway. Probably. Yeah, I've gone through it a bunch of times. It's just something about how I, I've, I've still, I still feel they've never quite captured the world design 
ever again in any subsequent Souls game of what I like about what Dark Souls did, of how it's all interconnected. Like, I know 2 is technically, but it kind of just keeps sprawling no, out. No, 2 is way more... 2 is way more linear be, and with uh, the ability to warp to different points. Right, but yeah. they at least, like, thought about, well, you can walk from point A to point X, like, if you have pretty much hours. all the time. Yeah. If you want to. It's not as, like, ornately designed. But, like, past that, they just don't bother anymore. Like, they go back to the Demon Souls kind of warping to different places in 3... And, like, Bloodborne does that, and it's just like, you guys really had something cool with this one. I don't know if you know or no one told you or what, Miyazaki, mm. but, like, it being all together was really one of the things that kept me in that game sure. <laughs> in a way that none of the other ones did. So, I don't know. I, I really liked how they did it that time. Sure, it's kind of janked out compared to some of the combat mechanics or whatever of later. You can sure. use a shield a lot. You can fat roll all this great stuff, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't care about that. So that was my favorite one of those. Uh, and I, I, I don't know. Like it's one where I got all thousand on 360. I was like going for steam achievements. I was going for PlayStation trophies, like just to play it again and again and again. So it had a powerful hold on me for quite a while. So sure. yeah, the dark souls, the one place I guess is when you get to the wall and then you have to watch that cutscene to fly up. That's not exactly you can oh to you know, an orlando yeah like yeah. it's not all interconnected i guess but by and large they kept kind of this like you know stacked on top of itself folded into itself world design which i thought was awesome so yeah yeah that's yeah. like one of the last times to well no bloodborne the one thing bloodborne does very well is i like the boss designs but dark souls one was like the last time they did bosses that i found interesting too in their design because like they just kind of started throwing too many designs dark souls in, 2 they were all circle strafe and uh they're like pretty simple dark souls 3 they're literally all dude with big weapon like mm -hmm. and that's so fucking boring but yeah like dark souls 1 is probably one of my favorite for just how weird variety of weird things. bosses yeah yeah besides so, bloodborne bloodborne bosses are pretty fucking good okay like I, I haven't written off like the subsequent series it's just that specific design choice hasn't recurred yeah and i'm just waiting for it to recur <laughs> so yeah you know, what's this new one like elden ring like get it right you guys like i go back to the spreadsheets and, if they do that you know yeah <laughs> like just somebody has to dude you had it like you had like a magical thing like i don't know if you know but anyway yeah dark souls dark souls 2011 uh hindsight game of the year probably that year <laughs> i didn't know about it at the time so, sure yeah was it 2011 i thought it was 2010 i i want to say 11 i have to stand by that because 10 was a really busy calendar so <laughs> yeah. I, I know most of that that year pretty pretty thoroughly so yeah. Yeah, it might be 2011. I'm just curious for myself. Yep, 2011. Phew, because, like, yeah, it's up against some weird stuff if it goes into 2010. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, The next one I put is Metal Gear Solid 3. I really like the Metal Gear series slash story stuff. And um, 
I really liked how they kind of showed the origin of the dude that you like fight in as Solid Snake, uh, or like that they keep referencing. Like they make Big Boss in that series for so long. Kind of first of all, he's just a Sean Connery ripoff in the NES Famicom version. But then like <laughs> <clears throat> they kind of build him up in this like weird way when they talk about him as like the world's greatest soldier oh the legendary soldier the legendary boss. soldier to the point where yeah. they've taken his genome and have made multiple clones of him to try to re like get like bring Capture him back essentially magic. and yeah. then like later on they just do this thing where it's like oh he was never dead actually the whole time and it's like what are you doing <laughs> um <clears throat> but yeah and like all the stuff with the patriots or whatever and, like, it was kind of neat that they went back to that time period to show, like, why he was so important in this world and kind of, like, why he turned even. Um, and th they do this cool thing where he is the good guy, really, in all of this, but he kind of goes to nefarious ways to get what he wants. But it's because he's against a government that's, like, doing some fucking shady shit. It's weird. Right. Like, he's no longer loyal to a country or anything. He's, like, developed his own principles, and this is the story where he learns where he, that. Where he breaks away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from and, his mentor, yeah, the boss, which this was the <laughs> game on your list that was closest to my list. Like it was on my notepad list of like maybe because it, it's my favorite Metal Gear easily. For sure. Uh, so by proxy Kojima game, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess. Um, yeah, Death and, and there was like, close, so. <laughs> no, although, man, <laughs> you know, yeah. I did enjoy driving some stuff around. But wow, what a what a thing at the end of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, MGS3 just it definitely had me for a while just mechanically, too. I loved yeah. going through it again and again and like the different boss battle options and stuff. Like there's a lot of neat uh, mechanical stuff in that game, too. And, the like, end the and just like waiting for him to die of old age if you wanted to or if you don't want to, you get like a dope ass fucking sniper fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> some really great sequences and highlights in that uh just the weird like zooming in during cutscenes, even like how they keep you yeah tabbing around and like engaged with it when it's a movie for forever hours a basic hours like it. hunting system to eat food yeah uh i love the surgery screens and stuff yeah. actually like there was a lot of like complaining at the time about like how many menus there were it's like i love this yeah like i'm using a fork to like pluck a bullet out of my leg yeah <laughs> like that's hilarious this is great so and also I don't know. Camo. Yeah, of those. I like the camo system and like mm -hmm. trying to become basically inv invisible to the enemy in parts and seeing what you get can your do. percentages as high as your you can. Face paint. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at subsistence, I guess, <laughs> fine tune the camera if you want to like really get into other versions or something. But either way, however you're playing it. And yeah, with the HD like that 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 game's fine that way if yes. you want to play it on a more recent release like it's it's still great so but i think it's just the nature of it being still like a story that i've seen it's like harder to go back again and again and again and again after a certain point because you've seen it so many times okay. but there was definitely a period where i was i played through it like half dozen times or something so yeah, story's not really that special. important to me and i think that's the point huh like oh, kind of ever speaking? like the story okay a story will only ever matter the first time in anything. Yeah. Uh, because it's like completely new. So when I talk about video games, I don't care about the story. That's like 
maybe fifth on my list of stuff. It's always mechanically driven, and I just mm-hmm. like how that game plays mechanically. I like oh, and some great bosses that they came just up with. Dumb like writing, that team. yeah, like yeah, fun yeah. dumb writing. I like the dumb oh, it's writing, some so. of my favorite like X Men esque writing yeah. of just like historical fiction retconning stuff. Yes. Like it's just like oh, Khrushchev and Kennedy are talking about this, yeah, but they're also talking about this like insane astronaut that like went crazy and his name is the Fury, the Fury, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like just like this didn't happen, but I wish it did. Like this is better than my history book. Or, you know? Like the fight with the sorrow is literally nothing if you haven't killed anybody. It's just walking down yeah. a thing. Like, yeah, that game just has so many cool ideas that I honestly even feel like not too many things have taken some of those ideas and done much with them even now mm. like that you could do. I don't know. It seems like people like to go to with generic boss fights these days and not kind of do the weird a team of uh, bosses that all have a different ability or something. They seem to be. Even kind of even Metal Gear kind of lost its edge with that it totally stuff. Like did. I thought four was really lame in that respect. There's like those octopus ladies or whatever. And like, four I don't was remember still even better them. than five. Five's bosses are yeah. terrible. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like again losing sight of like one of the keystones that really worked in the design doc. <laughs> you know yeah. that you could have iterated further, but or maybe it's just like well I nailed it, so I'm gonna do something else now. And it's like I guess you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't if only go Silent back. Hills got to happen, then it would have been the best of both crazy bosses in uh, the Silent Hill world or something. Like maybe I yeah. don't know. The PT is one of those games or one of those things that like influence horror crazy. in a way that I don't like, where everything is first person, just like stuff jumping out Copy at you cattery. as you walk by it now, and I fucking hate uh, it so much. Yeah. So like maybe I don't. I don't know. I think if they were going to take a Kojima thing and ape it, it should be, oh, the bosses that you fight are this weird X-Men group of different personalities and people, and each fight Mm -hmm. has a gimmick to it. And, like, shit doesn't do that for some reason, even though it seems like the easiest thing to do. Like, it's almost just Mega Man, like, Yeah, totally. It totally is. Yeah. But I, I don't know if you get, like, wasp powers from the pain and then you use it against <laughs> no. the fury or something, you know? No, no. But it's one step shy of that. But, yeah. But anyway, uh, ne- next for me, I guess this is kind of my avatar for, like, rhythm gaming in general. But it's also something I love revisiting is Rez. Oh, okay. Uh, just, yeah. Because, like, the synesthesia stuff, kind of the whole... Q Entertainment, like Luminous, all these things. Like, I love all of that stuff. This was, like, the beacon of it for me is this game because I can just go back and spend 90 minutes with it every couple years or whatever and just have a great time. And recently I played it in VR and had a great time with that again. So, like, you know, it's, it's one of those, like, perennials, I guess. Like, I can always visit it down the road and just be like wow yeah what a crazy thing like just what a weird thing that happened (laughs) so it's a very simple shootery panzer dragoon type thing but it's it's just got that kind of music and aesthetic and cyber vibe that i really like so sure yeah it's it's one that stands out for me sure um the next for me was Mega Man x there's nothing really too um groundbreaking about it that i want to talk about it's just that the Mega Man games from the like i've i like that series a lot from the first one each one kind of iterated and changed something like eventually we got the ability to slide 
uh, like from Mega Man 1 onwards, then we got like being able to charge your buster shot for a more powerful shot. Uh, we mm-hmm. got the rush jet and all that sort of bullshit. Um, and then X was kind of just like the culmination of all of those quality of life things from the NES put on the SNES and they kind of like shoehorned a story in there somehow and then retroactively changed it multiple times for mm. in futurist and uh, future things. But X was kind of the beginning of like, this is the culmination of all the Mega Man goodness that we've put together into one thing. And that's kind of what right. I appreciate about it. What's the main uh, Mega Man designer guy's name again? Like the the lead, like the the creator of Mega Man. Are you talking about Keiji Inafune? Yeah. Okay. He he also would go on to do like Dead Rising, right? Yeah. I mean, he was a Capcom staple. Like he yeah, worked on yeah. a lot of shit. Sorry to bring it up. It's just like uh, on my long list was also Dead Rising Two because like it Two, was the yeah. like iteration <laughs> on one's design excellence. You know. Yeah. Like, I loved one, but one is so janky compared to two now. Yeah. Like, when I go back to look at it, all the quality of life stuff that happened in two is, like, you can't go back. <laughs> like, it's yeah. weird playing one where it's, like, why isn't it telling me what I'm going to pick up? Like, just weird little stuff that's, like, oh, you really needed to fix this. Yeah. And they did in two. So if I was going to choose one from that series, it's two because it, like, improved it, even though it's not, you know, the first the first love is the best or whatever, like that thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, they, they improved it. So X sounds like, well, we've got all of the improvements in one game. It <laughs> so is. So it's not Mega Man two anymore. It, it's, this is now. And it like weirdly lies in culmination. This weird problem area where because of that, everything they've added felt unnecessary janky or like maybe too much in future iterations where like X was like just they like, had all of the ingredients. This in was this the one, proper amount of like things you can do and like level design to like deal with certain stuff. And like you have all the tools and without like the bulk or whatever. And later on, they would like go to add on other things that while neat were felt completely unnecessary for like the type of game you were playing and just felt like extra shit. So it lays in this weird position for me of. X was like the perfect amount of everything into a Mega Man game. Uh, it didn't have too little or too much, and they just like where do you go from that? You have to keep perfect making balance stuff, kind of thing. And yeah, like, like where do you go from here? <laughs> and I think they've been dealing with that problem for like maybe ever. They've never found point. the sweet spot ever again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess another sequel one for me is is Far Cry Two. Uh, mm. Because it's a weird one because, like, a lot of people got on board with the series past 2, but I loved what 2 had in terms of, like, openness and, like, Far Cry how 2 it was... is not a Far Cry game that people know. That is a different game. Far Cry 3 then is the where game everyone went. knows. Right, That's which I, formula. So I, I finally, like, struggled through that game, like, to the credits Wait, this past three? year. Oh, really? Yeah. You know they're on, like, yeah, 6, right? <laughs> Uh, I played Primal and I've uh, yeah, a okay. couple past okay, where yeah. three was, yeah, yeah. but I knew three was kind of like this weird breakout moment for that series, and it was really weird and frustrating to me because two was way better in every conceivable way. Uh, but you know, the, <laughs> there's there's something they they focused in on stuff that I just find not what is cool about the openness of Far Cry. Far Cry one is Crytek. It's like yeah. so open and so stupid and so sci-fi. 
like yeah. the cool thing about it was you're on a big island and you can explore all over the place. Yeah. And you can like approach these camps from different positions and whatever. Like it's very free form. In a two in an era that that wasn't a thing. Like we should maybe. Add. Yeah, this was like 2004 on PC kind of stuff. Like yeah. it was pretty exciting. But you're fighting like weird monsters and mutants, and it yeah. was just kind of really dumb. Uh, yeah. Two is like uh, Clint Hawking trying to like take elements of that formula and make it this kind of open world. Like honestly, it's just the closest to feeling like I am like a rogue mercenary, like assassin dude that I've ever felt sure. in a video game because it's just like you and your weapons and missions, and you're just driving around this world. And sort of like uh, Dark Souls, like you're kind of just immersed in this world. Like they don't uh, break up the action when you go to your map or anything. Like you can drive off a road because you're looking at your map, like stuff like that, where it's like you're in it all the time. If you hard pause, you hard pause. Like you can't accomplish anything when it's like on the load, save, select screen or whatever. Like it's kind of always on when you're in it. And I just like the like I still felt like their AI and like the skirmishes and the gunfights were just really good at that stage. It's not as like full of character as the later ones. Like you don't get Voss, the crazy guy or whatever, they've but never, they totally mishandle that character. They've in never that game had anyway. Voss again, though. They've been trying yeah. to like recreate him and they've like, gone. Oh, we need like a crazy more. villain. Well, and they've got like, more and more comic book with it. Like. Yeah, like they accidentally stumbled on something with Michael Mando. But even in that game, he's like a secondary character. Like he gets offed way before the end of the game. And like some generic ass nobody is the actual final boss. And it's like, you guys screwed up. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, to the thing, like just the open world of it, like the the physics, the the whole way it's structured and like the the dynamic element of it. I still like going back to it on occasion. Cause it's just like, not quite like anything they did subsequently. I, I think it's, it, I feel it's too old for me personally. Like it just has a level of jank that that's the type of game that if they redid in like a new engine or something would be perfect. I think what, what like just a, like you're dying kind of unexpectedly generally. Okay. It still has like iron sights and all that. Like it still felt sharp to me last time I played it. Like I still, like how it handles but i'm trying to think what like there there's there's elements of like you can just get run over by a jeep and then it's just like great well okay <laughs> like the, i'm done now and load save mm-hmm. but they kind of had this buddy system in it too where your like favorite buddy can come rescue you and keep you in the game yeah. longer and stuff like this and then you kind of develop these weird attachments to like totally per like personality free npcs <laughs> but i i it sort of worked as like a storytelling thing for me uh but i don't know it's just it's like an open world game design shooter concept that i felt never quite found the same stride again in the series so it's it still stands out yeah as, like, the series never went back to what they did in that really they no, they got more mired in like cutscenes and they got and, like they really like the idea of story like maybe to a fault. Yeah, this has like a vague story about like arms dealing and there's this war torn republic or whatever. But like it's kind of left a lot in your hands what you're doing with that. And it's I found it more engaging that way. Like it's just like, yeah, you're just in a crazy conflict zone. What are you going to do? Like it's kind of existentialist or something about it it's not like trying to be 
heavy handed, like, no, it's like deer hunter or something. And it's like, I don't care. I don't, I don't want you foisting these cutscenes on me. Like when I was replaying, like going through three, it was like, I would die at a point and then have to sit through a first person cutscene again. And you're just like, this is death. Like, oh, yeah. why is this happening? Just skip this. Like I've seen this play out. So I don't know. So some of it's salt as to where the series went, but <laughs> it's also, I still think two was great. It's I unfortunate. Think. I think that's like the last thing Clint Hawking did that was worth note, right? Because apparently, I don't know what happened. I think he went to Valve and no, I don't he's, know if anything he came out of that. He did Watch Dogs Legion, which is like the most critically penned game of the last like five years. Oh, wow. Weird. Because okay. it's, apparently it's just boring and bad. It's like, huh. sure, I'm, it's a Watch Dogs game, so it's probably not amazing. But the fact that it's like people are saying it's just boring and stuff it's like clint hawking worked on that really yeah i don't know right. yeah i kind of lost track of what he was i he just dis- i swear he disappeared into valve for like five years it could like be. and who knows what even happened in there or like what he contributed to. well valve like but, doesn't make games anymore really so who knows what yeah he was doing. yeah so who knows what where any work oh went, my god but, he's uh, steam customer support for a while <laughs> that's what he did <laughs> He refunded my money on like Neon Drive. <laughs> so Far Cry sweet, thanks. I don't need this anymore. Yeah. Just a single tear run down mm. Clint Hawking's face. <laughs> yeah, there was like a Steam sale and people were like refunding Far Cry 2. <laughs> it's not like 3. And he has to approve it. Yeah, like the uh, crying Native American. Just single like, tear. No, the grenade rolls down the hill. It was cool. Oh. <laughs> the fire spreads. But- the fire spreads, but only so far because they had to... Your guns jam! It. Everybody's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I know, but I, I kind of got into just, like, doing those diamond missions and, like, gun smuggling missions to get the real guns at sure. a point. Like, you take some pride in the good guns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a thing. That's the reason why I hate, like, Breath of the Wild is because I don't mind there being a bad version of something that breaks if I can get mm-hmm. a good version of it and, like, I feel like my hard work was earned. The Master Sword should never break or run out of power, quote-unquote. Like, yeah, that should... No, be, it's super janked up. Make yeah. it harder to get, but as soon as I get it, like, it's the fucking Master Sword. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, whereas if you're just picking up, like, dead enemies' weapons, they'll jam up on you pretty quick. Like, you yes, want to be getting real guns. And then they last for a long time, yeah. Like a long time. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Far Cry 2. Uh, what's on uh, the next up? Uh, I put Hollow Knight because I was thinking Metroidvanias are my like one of my favorite genres. And Hollow Knight's easily like my favorite Metroidvania probably ever. Like maybe not my... It's probably the best one that, that I've played. Um, mm-hmm. I like have an affinity towards other dumb things just because of story or they do like a character that I like or something. Hollow Knight is like itches a lot of the or scratches a lot of the Dark Souls itch of just this weird like fucked up world where you kind of go into it not knowing what's going on and you slowly get a story through the environmental design and when you look more and more into like what's going on in the lore. You're just like, oh, this is actually kind of fucked up, and this enemy is actually like a weird tragic figure that you're fighting. Uh, it has a lot of the, like, you kind of have to just get used to how your weaponry works and how your different abilities work, and you have to, like, actually know how to move around that environment in certain ways and dodge things. So 
Otherwise, mm. you're not going to get very far into it. And it just had a lot of the things that I really like about the Souls type design of um, learning basically how the game works to get good at it. And a little bit of the Metroidvania of stuff of you will get abilities that like make your journey a little bit easier, but you still have to kind of know how to get around without it. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those. Also, I just like aesthetically how it looks quite a bit. Um, I really like games that the story stuff is there. And like, if you want to look into it, it's super like good and like put in that world, but it's not like fed to me. So I could just go buy it at like, because I don't want because then when be, you notice it, it's like a special moment. I don't it's want there to just like, right. And I don't want there to be cutscenes like taking me out of the moment all the time. Sometimes it's fine in games like in a telltale game, that game, those games are a cutscene, And I know that when I'm going in, I don't want to play a game and just get like super into a boss fight. And then it stops because they have to speak to me about something like that shit sucks. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Um, okay. And like, this is this is I've never played this like this is still on my list of to look at kind of things so okay it's that's interesting it's not too expensive it's like seventeen bucks right yeah it's one like, of those games that like you could probably beat it in I don't know four to ten hours if you just wanted to mainline it and kind of know where you're going but if you want it's a type of Metroidvania where you will probably want to explore the world and kind of like go around it a few times a hundred percenting it took about forty hours. So okay. There's. I hope there. I fall into it. Like there's there's been some recent Metroidvanias that I just like. Bounce like Axiom of. Verge was one that that people were really excited about, and I was just like, I don't get, I don't, I don't, I'm not falling into this. I don't know what it the is. weaponry like, in Axiom never... Verge was fun. I liked how like your guns were, you're shooting. Yeah. And some boss but, fights were neat. Yeah, but I I guess I just hope it pans out for me when I take a look at it. Yeah, but, uh, Hollow Knight definitely yeah. is one of those games where it's like it struck the right chord for me with uh, the combat stuff, which is super important. I want to be like feel good playing the actual thing, but also yeah. it had a robust and like weird enough world that I wanted to like learn more about it and like even like look up videos when I was done to see like how people interpreted different things or like look up lore stuff that I might have missed. Like I got super into that game, so. It's easily okay. one of my top Metroidvanias of all time. Okay. Um, well, one of top games of all time. Top six, even. Top six, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last one for me was uh, Work Time Fun. This is the one the... that I knew would be on your list. I knew it. Okay, great. I thought this would be the weirdest one, but uh, it's this is a weirdly important game to me. Uh, honestly, like I had to think through what it was. I feel like this taps into my very earliest gaming experiences of any kind was sitting with an atari and like 200 like uh discs yeah and just going through random ass games at like age four was just like what video games are like how they got introduced to me was just like i don't know here's a bunch of stuff your dad already had and like figure it out so this game is like a bunch of weird mini games like like that and they're just random ass mechanics, weird humor. Like it's a it's a PSP game by like the Sony Studio people, and they just kind of came up with weird stuff. And it tapped into that kind of just like eclectic, random 
thing from like my earliest days so i just always had it in my psp past getting a psp like it was just what i always wanted to have around so like there's many games i hate there's many games i love but it doesn't matter it's just like the form factor like the format the structure of it is just so funny to me and it's like my favorite minigame collection ever (laughs) so yeah and I like I've I've looked into like where did the studio go? What did they what did they do? And there's like a handful of like puzzle games and stuff they did on like PSN. But like I can't really find like who conceived this? Like who was the director of this? Who came up with this dumb pottery mini game in here? Like there's no way to like chart that <laughs> for me. So I don't know where these geniuses are and what they've been making. <laughs> but uh, the last guy is one that they did, and I can see that. Oh yeah. And like uh, yeah. Trash Panic and stuff. Like there's a handful Dude, of like puzzly games. Trash Panic. Yeah. So for TDP Plus, we do we did a 2009 game of the year list because yeah, that's what we <laughs> do now apparently. Um, yeah. That was one of my top ten. Trash Panic's one of the best games no one ever talks about. I I played it again recently as part of this because like there was the threat that PSN was like taking down a bunch of games. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah, I got to get these dumb puzzle games. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, why I, gotta get I these. revisited too. I want to make sure it was yeah. associated with my account. So I redownloaded it. Yeah. 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 So I, I went through and like got some more of these Japan studio games uh, just to make sure that I had them. Uh, yeah. And they're fun. They're weird. They're quirky, but it's like having like 40 of them or whatever it was like in one package was just the thing. Like it was my favorite element of it was being able to just, all right, let's let's play the dumb wood chopping one. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with that. Let's do the one where you're sorting chicks for like 10 minutes. Let's cap pens for an hour. Like just the insane stuff it's asking you to do. And in the framework of like you're basically in purgatory trying to like earn money <laughs> to use in this hell capsule machine. Like it's just this like it hates the player so much. And I think that's so funny. Yeah. Cause like you don't do that. Why would you make a game that's like flipping you off the whole time? But I'm just <laughs> laughing at it. It's just so funny. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, easily, it just kind of bubbled up as like, no, like I'm still playing this like 15 years later and laughing at it. So it has to be one of my favorites. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Sure. Bito hell 2000. Like I've, I've bought it three, four times. Like it's just on my shelves. Like I just love having it around. So the Japanese original also like I was stoked to find it when we were in Japan. It was like, Oh dude, I get to have like the real one <laughs> and like took, take that home. <laughs> and it works on a PSP also. Cause it's like, well also I have a Japanese PSP, but uh, whatever. Okay. Like, are they region free? Yeah. Then? I think they're region free also though. I think a lot of portable games were from that time. Sure. But it's hard for me to say because the UMD drive in my like MGS PSP is like janked out. Like it's like if you twist it, it pops out <laughs> kind of thing. It's at that point. So I don't really use it anymore. Sure. But uh, yeah. Uh, Ramen timer, you know, all these great apps that are in it. It's really silly. <laughs> but yeah. Sure. Number one. Well, number six. Top yeah, six. It's in the six. Yeah. I guess like <laughs> it's in the six. These aren't um ordered, but in any way. Not really, no. And that one had to like suss out. But ugh, there's this bell ringing mini game that I suck at and I've never been good at, but I'm still happy it's there. It's so stupid. <laughs> like you're all these like uh busty women with like uh bells trying to time it, and the timing is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> to, to play these songs so i'm never stoked about that one but i love that they tried to make a minigame with a bunch of different bell songs in it it's it's dumb 
Ugh. Yeah. Sure. Video games. <laughs> yeah. It's got so many. <laughs> uh, and did you your final game? Uh, final game I put was Doom 2016, and that's literally because, like I said, the thing that matters to me is mechanics. That's a video game ass video game. It's just super fun to revisit. Uh, you go fast, you kill a bunch of shit, metal music is blaring at you. It's just super fucking fun. There's no the, sh- sp- the shootingest shooter. It, there's yeah. no like big revelation or like big hoity-toity pretentious bullshit reason. It's just fun. Okay. Blam. Id. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. They brought it back I just somehow. bought Doom 3 this week, <laughs> actually. Dude, so it was like $3. Doom yeah. 3 is one of those games I think people just shit on. That's a good game. There's weird... I enjoyed it at the time. Like, yeah. 2004, 2005, I was like, yeah, this is a cool thing. I, I enjoyed playing people it. People were but mad then... because it's a horror game, and it's like not exactly like what Doom does. Uh well, it was the monster closet critique of just like um an imp is behind you, and it's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> there is in fact an imp behind me now. But people, those same people that make that complaint and are like, oh, but I love Doom. Do they forget that sometimes you would walk in the middle of the room and every door, every wall would open and there'd magically be twenty things killing? Like <laughs> this has always happened. Uh, what the fuck are you on? Yeah. About? I feel like it was like a weird thing. It was like a hype building up to it. Yeah. Uh, Half-Life 2 came out around the same time and they were kind of competing with each other somehow. Like in the Which PC is stupid. shooter yeah. space. Yeah. 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 Even though they're totally different design to Hux and like totally. not at all trying to be the same thing. Right. Uh, and then the flashlight thing was like, oh, where's the duct tape oh. mod? The like, flashlight why thing can't I is use the flashlight? I would say. Like there's, yeah. a, there's definitely something that's kind of neat about you have your flashlight out and you can see, but you're, this is also like your prey now. Whereas like you, you have to be like overpowered in some way. If you can see, you shouldn't be able to shoot. If you can shoot, you shouldn't be able to see properly. But like at right. some point I'm playing a video game. Like, make, like why would my guy not just have a helmet? If you or want something a horror section, take my gun away for a moment for some reason. And then I find it again at the end. Like just give me a horror moment and then we're done. Like, don't make it not so. just like fundamentally I'm like limited in this weird arbitrary way or don't yeah. hide like things that I need in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's also maybe a thing, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the doom, the doom saga. Yeah. Doom. Uh, so there you go. Top games that that was a big bunch of time. But those are some of the favorite games of our lives. So we have to talk about them. Yeah, that's just how it is. I could easily uh, more like, recent do more, but six seemed like a good number. So it was a nice little number. Yeah, it was easy to jump in on that. So thanks, Twitter universe, for uh, asking the world that that was a good idea that you had. Yeah. So it's not all toxic on Twitter, right? We're all having fun talking about the less I read Twitter, the more happy and... I am in life. I find. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't dig into hashtags or anything. So it's mostly just people that I'm looking at saying stuff about things i know about so it's actually a kind of a weird little bubble the problem is is i'm following a lot of people from years ago and most of which i don't care about and oh, i'm okay. too lazy to go yeah, through pretty... and just start unfollowing people because i don't want to go through a list of a thousand people to like i should yeah, just make a new pretty... twitter account honestly <laughs> yeah I, I this is a pretty recent account so it's a pretty lean lineup of people right now so it's a lot of if anything it's a lot of like doug jokes and i didn't watch enough of that show to know what the hell these jokes are doug so jokes? it's 
Yeah, Doug, like the, the Disney cartoon. Show. Well, oh wow. Sorry, Nickelodeon is the era people love, and then Disney fucked it up. I understand that much. Uh, Wait, but, who's the hell saying Doug jokes? Uh, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's an account called Doug Episodes. It's kind of like that oh, Seinfeld thing okay. where it just like keeps making new Doug plots so for the world. I was under the impression this is like a person. You actually are following a Doug. No, no, account. I'm not following. I'm not following Doug Episodes, but someone I am loves this account and is like oh, retweeting it a bunch. Interesting. And it's like, OK, okay that's fun. Uh, yeah, it's it's a guaranteed video out in Massachusetts. They they do some funny videos. Uh, okay. it's affiliated with Neil <laughs> Cicerega and the music I love and all this stuff. It's like a little web of things out there. Huh. But anyway, uh, yeah, Doug, I, I, I was a little old, like, I don't know. I think I was watching Disney era, Doug. So I was watching lame Doug unknowingly. Uh, and I watched that movie. <laughs> so I think my Doug exposure, is there an easy way to watch good old Nickelodeon shows up here in Canada? I don't think so. Like, yeah, I would. I would go back, but it's just not readily at hand. So I don't know. It's uh, one of the struggles. But OK, let's get into a new video game I played briefly, okay. mostly for one specific feature of it, which I had a fun time battling with okay. uh, NBA 2K21. Uh, I finally started uh, a, a my player character. Isn't this uh, the, the one basketball where there's like two, a $200 version that you can buy? Oh, yeah. What? This game has a lot of hated reviews on uh, on Steam because of two main reasons. Uh, it is rotten with microtransactions and okay. virtual currency and all of that stuff that's like been baked into it for years. Sure. If you don't care about playing online or like collecting legendary cards or any of that, it doesn't matter. It won't affect right. you playing the basketball on your own oh, man. and just having that's a basketball actually time. worse because it's like the online stuff is what you shouldn't what should be like. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like if I want to put money into it, it should be for the single player. I enjoy this for me. Not it'll make me better on the online community. <laughs> It's weird because it's like interwoven. So it's the same virtual currency upgrades your player, but you earn the virtual currency just by playing basketball games in the video game to like upgrade your shooting and all this kind of stuff. It's like oh, a RPG kind of thing. That's not so bad. I don't mind being able to buy something you can earn. I don't, I find that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like if you want to be LeBron James, like at the start of your career, you could pay 50 bucks or something and upgrade your guy to be like apex immediately. But that's not the life of most people. So it doesn't bother me to like be kind of bad at basketball for a while. Cause you're still going to be extremely good after like one season anyway. I'm, I'm firmly you know? of the opinion that the game should be charging one of the two currencies, either your time or your money. So like this, right. is, this is actually fine with me actually. Uh, yeah. It's this mode, though, that that's, like, not a big deal. There's other stuff where you're getting, like, card packs and stuff. Yeah. And that's, like, an infinite hole of, like, gambling. Like, it's oh. in there. It is in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, oh, I want, I want like, you know, the the best level 99 Kobe or whatever. Like, you're, you're buying card packs and crap like that. Like, that's in the video game somewhere. Yeah. So people okay. are pissed about that stuff, and that gets bad reviews for that. Sure. I think the other reason the Steam version gets bad reviews is because it's technically 
like the last gen version, I think, is what's been put on there. It's not the PS5 version kind of thing. I think oh. that's true of this year's game. Yeah. I so see. it was kind okay. of like, oh, this could look better than it does, but it's like, eh, like it. The thing is, it was like on sale this week for like 84% off. So I was like, dude, whatever. It's like $12. So like, I don't care. I need to ask you quite <laughs> quickly. If I'm going to spend yeah. $200 in NBA 2K1, what am I getting? If I get this like premium pack. Oh, dude, like a bunch of stuff I don't even didn't even read about. Oh, <laughs> like okay. probably probably a bunch of virtual currency so you can have like super upgraded dude with like all the greatest shoes and clothes and whatever. <laughs> and uh, probably a bunch of card packs for like the build your team stuff. So like a bunch of legendary basketball players that you can have on your super team. OK, like there's other modes that I barely look at every year. I really care about the my career mode. Like, so yeah. it's like, wow, this has like really negative reviews, but it's like, yeah, but the thing I'm playing is fine. Like, it's not, it's not going to be a problem. So okay. anyway, the real like joy of this every year is like uploading your photos into this stupid app for it to like try to make your face. Okay. <laughs> and that really didn't go well this year. It made this horrible, like paunchy faced, like 70 year old man is there any way you can when like I, get a picture to show me i de- i deleted it immediately because i was so horrified it was okay. such an insult you know i should have in hindsight because it was so dumb but also it was just a struggle of like 20 times i had to upload like 14 photos of my face to oh, this weird. app in order to get anything remotely workable uh, and then even so, like my guy has like a chunk of like plastic or something jutting out of his like lower lip and I like a shadow from my phone or something did that. So I have to have a full beard like just all the time just to hide it. It's just this dumb little side effect of the character creation. So, yeah, uh, I just finished like the main story. I'm in the NBA now playing for the Spurs. It's fun. Like whatever. Ten hours so far. Uh, fake basketball just because we're at this like juncture between the end of the regular season and playoffs so i'm in kind of like a basketball fever in the real world (laughs) and there's not basketball to watch right now so i'm playing fake basketball sure that's the justification uh my other sports bridge uh during this time is sumo wrestling yeah which i will briefly briefly talk about um it's kind of a weird lackluster tournament right now, just because like the big dog Yokozuna Hakuho is not fighting this time. Uh, he's had a weird Rocky year of like uh, not being able to fight. <laughs> uh, he's probably on the verge of retirement, which kind of sucks, but everyone's hopeful he'll get at least one good last tournament in July, maybe, and maybe stick around, maybe stick around long enough for us to go to Japan in September and see him with our eyeballs maybe <laughs> that's the hope for us this year um yeah but uh in the meantime uh, the best story going on in sumo right now is uh this guy Taran Fuji. uh he is doing extremely well in this tournament and his like the big story with him is like he ruined his knees has diabetes and like fell huge off the list like over the last four years like way down the rankings and over the last year he's like fought his way all the way back up won several tournaments and is like on the verge of being promoted to Yokozuna, like the ultimate rank in sumo. It's like totally awesome, Rocky underdog stuff. It's really cool. Like I've been really stoked seeing this happen. Uh, But yeah, he's this big Mongolian guy 
and uh, he's he's got a perfect record right now in this tournament, and it's been kind of awesome seeing like an actual determination and grit story play out in this in this thing. It's it's kind of neat. So hmm. yeah, that's that's the thing going on right now. But uh, in the in the second division, it's kind of like I used to watch way more every every tournament. Like the second division's kind of thinned out a little bit. Like uh, Jurio, there's just not a lot of great competition down there right now because they've all been promoted up into the top. <laughs> so like leaderboard style, like it's just a little thin right now in the in the ranks. So there's like four good dudes that are r- really good at fighting, and then a bunch of other people. <laughs> so a lot of matches aren't really that competitive. But eh, it's up. It's happening. March Basho or May, which was canceled last year. Uh, so uh, I guess I'm glad anything is happening compared to how the hell are you even watching year. this stuff? You have like uh, YouTube. A... Yeah. Is it live? Um, no, I, I watch it archived cause it's just easier timetable wise oh, with yeah. when it's happening in Japan. Cause it happens between four and 6 PM every day in Japan. But then, uh, by the time it's up here, it's like three in the morning or something. So oh, I just yeah. wake up and watch it over breakfast kind of thing. So I try to stay out of the spoiler zone, which is pretty easy to do because not a lot of people are talking about sumo. In the English-speaking uh, <laughs> world, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you it's, could ruin that for yourself by following specific I, people. I, honestly, I did. I, I had a fight ruined for me today, but that was my own fault. <laughs> like, that's a Twitter follow I, I am on. And it's like, oh, Chumaru didn't win? <laughs> Darn it. Now <laughs> I know that. Uh, but whatever. It's... Uh, you know, pretty niche thing right now, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been okay. Like it, it last tournament was way more fun. Uh, this one, uh, we're kind of waiting for July to be like a big story tournament. If Hakuho comes back, like, it's hard to explain about him. He's just the most decorated Yokozuna ever. Like he's won the most tournaments and everything. So he's, he's a big deal. Uh, it's just very clearly like the twilight of his career is happening. So we're hoping some final great battles can happen. But uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's still a fun sport I like, but you know, it's not as awesome as it was a couple months ago. <laughs> this this time around, I have to be honest. But Bummer. yeah, yeah, that's okay. What sports are you watching over over in Paul Town? I don't watch any. St- the Stokes. only thing I care about at all is hockey, and I can't watch it because it infuriates me. Did the Canadians make it into the playoffs? Do you I don't, know? No, I try to stay away from it. It like okay, I there's okay. so many teams I don't like, and like the teams I do like fucking suck. So <laughs> mm. I know Connor McDavid got 100 points this season. Uh, a friend of mine was freaking out about that. Okay, so yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. He's doing good. Yeah, and that's you know local Alberta situation. So yeah, Alberta that's boy. cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the Oilers, man, are they gonna do a deep run? Are they gonna? I mean, they're one of the, the teams I fucking again? hate. So cool color scheme, though, right? Orange and blue. Pretty orange, cool yes. Complimentary I don't. Colors. I don't like blue. Oh, okay. I do like orange. Yeah, though. okay. A good orange is good. We'll stop talking about. We'll stop talking about sports. It's okay. Um, let's move into the OK Video weekly plug. Uh, okay. <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street Two is our upcoming movie. Freddy's Revenge. Uh-huh. Uh, that's the one we talked about. Do you have any strong feelings about the Nightmare on Elm Street series, Robert England? Series, yes. Uh, slash... Two, no. I really like, okay. I really okay. like that first one. And uh, Dream Warriors has like a part 
to do with, I think, a pizza, if I remember, that, like, grossed me out forever. I think that's the fourth one. Fourth I, one. I watched that one recently. Yeah, there's a gross pizza joke that I really thought was gross. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. That ruined me forever. Yep. I still have, even though I own it, I still haven't seen the, like, reboot that they tried to do in the early 2000s there or whatever with uh oh is rooney mara in it yeah so i still haven't seen that i'm probably still not going to either jackie earl haley yeah i just remember it being bad like yeah i'm sure uh i mean yeah i I remember two things about it i remember like being really weirded out that at the beginning of that movie they have like this kind of like really ornate crazy creepy font and then uh-huh. it's like they didn't trust that people could read it, so they also have lame font. Awesome. Like, I was like, what? Like, commit to your thing. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, we're going to write Jackie Earl Haley in, like, crazy crisscrossy letters. And then also just Jackie Earl Haley. But also so his lawyers have decided that you <laughs> can't something. read it. I, something. I just remember being really pissed off at the credits because it was like, commit to your bit. Like, what are you doing? And oh, then yeah. so it's no better from there. Uh, and then, yeah, like a couple of the young stars at the time did OK, I guess. But it's it was just not a great movie. Uh, but OK, so two, we find a lot to appreciate, actually, in two. It's a weird one because it totally deviates from a lot of stuff because it, it's like the first sequel. So the rules yeah. aren't really there yet. Yeah. So it's yeah, it was actually an interesting watch. Um, also, like it's become kind of this weird, like queer film for a lot of people like LGBTQ, like themes and stuff are totally there and they totally are like it's kind of like odd to look at it in that context because we also looked at a documentary about the star of the movie uh who would go on to kind of just not find success in hollywood after this because he got outed basically by this movie and there's like a weird tragic story around it um but it's an interesting movie like uh i actually it's it's this director I actually really took a shining to from earlier in our podcast. Uh, he did this movie, The Hidden, with Kyle MacLachlan. Uh, it's kind of this like alien cop movie that was a weird surprise for us. Uh, so it's pretty well directed, and it has like the school bus bit at the beginning. If you remember that, that was a big, cool kind of scare. Did you ever see two? Yeah, or... a long time ago. Okay, not fond memories or just no memories or just no memories yeah that's fair that was where it fell for me like the first time i watched it i was like that was a movie i guess like whatever six out of ten but like looking at it with like after the bad pizza experience in four and like where the series goes and then going back it's like oh they actually really actually tried some ambitious stuff in two (laughs) like i appreciate two more in hindsight and then three is where it got silly like they they decide to get really silly with it and Freddy's just dropping one-liners and yeah. doing dumb stuff. So getting back to a sort of grounded horror film into was a nice little thing. So that's the that's the one we're going to talk about in this week's episode of OK Video, which uh, will be going up once I edit it and actually do that work one day uh, which i have to do tonight yeah <laughs> so it's gonna it's gonna happen uh but that's that's what's next on deck for us um have you been playing that mass effect reboot or whatever i installed <laughs> it but okay. then i fell into my basketball hole so no oh, no okay. have you checked it out or no apparently it sucks on pc so fuck that game i guess oh no bioware <laughs> Wait, like it's poorly optimized or what? No, because I already it has, have it. It has no like actual 
Apparently, it has only controller support or something. It doesn't have FOV mm. options or even just graphic settings options. Like No graphic settings Apparently, options. it's Weird. just the fucking console version just put on PC, so fuck them, I guess. Uh-oh. I, I'm all about controller support, so that's no problem for me. Uh, but I haven't looked at it yet. Yeah, I haven't launched Shit. it, so... I wanted to know if that was true or not. There's a bunch of mad people make, leaving reviews about it on the PC version, so I want to... Wanted to know. Yeah, I, bl- I blind faith bought it, which I guess is foolish because I did that with Anthem. I did that with so Anthem bad. too. I did. Yeah, play a lot I'm of still. Anthem. I couldn't. It literally crashed yeah. after the tutorial every time, and then it was like, uh, third time doing that, I'm done. Yeah, that like sucks. I can't trust you guys to not waste 40 minutes again. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just not going to. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I. I, I kind of actually had a question about Bioware's future that I was going to do later, but this is a perfect bridge for it. Okay. Like, I I don't know. I'm I'm always worried about them and where they're going to be because this was supposed to be an easy slam dunk, right? Like, we took so. three of our best games from the past decade, put them together, spruced them up for you, put them in one thing, yep. easy $80 that everyone can feel good about and smile fondly and go, oh, yeah, Mass Effect and just have a great time. Yeah. And apparently there's already some bad situations developing. Uh, do you do you think they're going to survive? I kind of hope they are, don't. Are they gonna... That's just kind of how the market should work, right? They suck now. Fucking buy. Well, I wanted to ask more specifically about like their Dragon Age ambitions, because that's a series I've never like figured out. Oh, I love personally. Dragon Age, but they haven't shown anything about four. So like I don't trust right. them. Like, do you think Dragon Age can have a mainstream breakout was really my question. Like, can it can they get a Witcher 3 or a Oblivion out oh, of God. the Dragon Probably Age series? Not. Like, if okay. Inquisition didn't do it, I don't know. I guess you'd make a completely different game and call it Dragon Age to do that. The, like, weird... Like, old, just strip it down old, or like, something? RPG that you pause and, like, have to use tactics with, I don't know if we'll ever be... A mainstream success probably right just it seems to be one of their core pillars like it's like mass effect dragon age uh i guess old republic is a thing that continues to exist yeah that's true and then whatever they're trying like their anthem and like just trying to figure something out division or whatever is uh struggling somewhere working on stuff but I just don't know. Like, I don't know if they just need a totally new IP or they just need to really zero in on Star Wars or something nice and stable and safe that they can do something with. But I'm I'm always worried about their future because they're kind of like the local development heroes here in the province that like have game of the years to their credit and stuff like this. But they've been on the brink of disaster for a while. Are they just (laughs) kind of old news now? Just in general? Like... When Mass Effect yeah, 3 it... happened, they caught a lot of controversy because they didn't end it the way a lot of people wanted, but it was still a success. Ever since yeah, then... Yeah, it still sold a lot, was still, like, well-made. Ever and since then, then, it's just, I... like, a sliding scale downwards, right? Like, I, it was hard for me to read what the reaction was to Inquisition. Like, I know it was a rocky development. Like, uh, in Jason Cryer's book, Blood, Sweat, Pixels, there's a whole story about how, like... Crytek or Crytek Frostbite was basically forced on them yeah. to like you have to use this engine and like there was huge struggles trying to make that work and 
like they were basically just glad they were able to ship, you know? So, and then I know it won some game of the year awards and stuff, but I also perceive 2014 as like a really soft year for like good games. So I didn't really read much into that as to like, was it, yeah. Like, was it an awesome game or was it just kind of by default, one of the most ambitious games that year? Cause it was like a launch year for consoles and stuff, basically like just re just previous. I don't know. There was some big so, stuff that year. Was there? Yeah. Cause the alien isolation, like I'm saying, middle earth destiny. Yeah. Those are bad games. So, you know, okay. Titanfall. That's, that's fine. The new wolf. Yeah. Bad games, bad games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Middle earth. I hate, I never got it. I thought yeah. it was bad. Um, <laughs> alien isolation. I want to love more than I do. And Destiny 1 isn't Destiny 2. I don't know. Like, is that an argument? No. Uh, I mean, it is. Well, in it, the was, it wasn't very good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're ah, sorry. It's just, this, so it's fine. No, Taken King, like, was the game that finally made that game well, playable. Well, Taken King was people. like a DLC for it. But yeah, that's when. Like a year later. Yeah. yeah. No, I just remember, like, Destiny coming out, getting like threes out of fives, but still be on top ten lists because it's by default one of the most ambitious games that year like that was my bubble you know yeah i mean it, patch, it depends you know, how peter dinklage a lot of these i don't care about like broken age don't give a shit about shovel knight was big disney affinity was supposed to be big but nobody cared about it uh watchdogs had a whole other problem going with that. <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's not a good year <laughs> like it can be a not great year that's so loud like it's i mean for you you're wrong on some of this stuff titanfall was great wolfenstein was great evil within titanfall one was nothing no one gave a shit yeah it was no one gave a fuck you didn't give a fuck that's no they didn't care and okay people i'll double down titanfall 2 isn't good either titanfall 2 is good i tried i tried enjoying it it's it's actually not good yeah but you have bad opinions so like it doesn't matter (laughs) no it's a great opinion because here's the real reason yeah. They have the time swap mechanic and then they take it away and then the game should just end cuz why why would I keep playing? Well, they try a bunch of like, different stuff in it. Each like <laughs> right. art has a different gimmick and some of them are better than others, but But overall, it's like they use their best gimmick earlier in the timeline of the story. Like it's it's just poorly paced. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Like you get to a point where you just use your coolest trick and then it's like, all right. And now we have two more hours of like tower defense. And it's like, Oh yeah. Tower okay. defense. Yeah. I don't remember. That I just stopped playing. Yeah. Cause it's bad. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't remember. That I don't know. Either. I felt weirdly like foisted on that game. Like it was like, dude, this is amazing. Titanfall two. You got to get hyped. Th- this is my hype issue. Like whenever I get hyped, I probably won't enjoy it. <laughs> so, mm. If no one talked about it, maybe I would have accidentally bought it for $10 and had a good time. Me and BT would have had a great adventure, but I did not have that experience. So, yeah, that's this week's eh, just uninstall a game, I guess. Titanfall 2. It must suck living your life to what everybody else says. Must be pretty bad. Well, I stopped doing it, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why I was uninstalling stuff. Sure. So, but... That game had this weird thing where it was like this underdog for a lot of people because it got crushed by like Battlefield 1 the year it came out. I mean, Battlefield like, 1 was also good. It was just like a Battlefield I know, game. but like EA kind of like bulldozed their own other game right. by releasing it like right around the same time. So it was yeah. kind of like, 
oh, the cool kids are really talking up Titanfall 2 because it got unfairly treated. And then if you, like, go back and play it, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's an okay shooter. Like, it, it got kind of, like, reverse praise in a way where it was, like, over-celebrated. That's my assertion. Sure. You're it wrong, like, but that's fine. Yeah. It's okay to be wrong. No, but I need you to try to justify saying I'm wrong because, like, I'm as right as anybody. Sure. Like, Titanfall 2 kind of blows and sure. that's that's as valid as anything so okay did you enjoy it a lot it was okay see like why are you even fighting <laughs> it's not that great it's that's fine. what i'm saying okay <laughs> i don't know i guess i don't have a strong imp- like the fact that like people still talk about it is weird to me when it came out it was yeah fine. i played through that story i kind of forgot about it other people didn't <laughs> I I feel like you're you're literally like accidentally saying I'm right, but you're so mad about it. It's like no. Oh yeah, that mediocre game from a few years ago. No, dude, it was actually great. I never said was it's it? great. It's fine. <sighs> okay. I just need validation right now. Like I want everybody to just kind of forget about Titanfall. That's what I need. I feel like more people have than you're giving credit to. Like have people maybe Reddit's about in it? a weird bubble. Well, since Apex, there's been a lot of, like, wanting three, you know, because it's related. I mean, I would like a three rather than Apex because I don't want to play a multiplayer game. <laughs> I'd rather a story-based yeah. shooter. I don't want to play Apex. I guess so. But, like, robots. Apex is making them money, so that's probably what they're going to do forever, right? That's how that works. Yeah, that's how it works. Sorry, I'm getting salty about these games, but... Yeah. Like, I'm looking at the list here. I don't think... Yeah, yeah, I think ever since Mass Effect 3, they've kind of been on a steady downward fall. Because the next big thing they did was Inquisition. And, like, it's it wasn't ground-shaking or anything. It wasn't as big as Mass Effect 3. Just straight up. It wasn't. Even if people liked it or whatever. Then Andromeda, people started to, like, be like, maybe Bioware Magic is is gone. Like, maybe it's gone. Then Anthem came out, which was supposed to kind of be the big thing. And that was yeah. the worst. <laughs> that was really bad. And then, like, uh, now the Legendary was, I, Edition is just like, well, we fucked up with Anthem, so maybe we could just make millions by doing this thing? And, like, there's still people complaining. A nice, safe bet, yeah. What what was uh, design-wise? I know Dragon Age 2 is, like, the black sheep because it, like, tried to make it a bloody action game, right? That, like, and it tried they to reuse spirit- a lot of the same stuff over and over. Like, very repetitive. Like, the cities just got remixed kind of thing? Yeah, you like would kind of go into, like, a dungeon, essentially. And, like, they all looked very much the same. Okay. It's kind of cheap. And then, yeah. So, did Inquisition, design-wise, was it fundamentally, like, Origins? Or what was it trying to do? Yeah, it was, it's, was more like a... Uh, like an updated Origins almost, like a new one sort of thing, but like a little more streamlined. Origins had a lot of like weird old RPG shit going on in it that like is the reason why a lot of people, including myself, even though that was one of my favorite games, can't go back to it right now. Because it's just... Oh, it's too old school? It's super Like it's too nostalgic. It just feels kind of bad playing a lot of that stuff. Um, uh, okay. So Dragon Age was kind of like a good follow-up that it felt newer or whatever, but it was still kind of that. And like that just straight up, that's never going to do as good as a third person shooter. Like, 
yeah action right so yeah i just i don't know what the path forward for them like yeah. what would be your dream bioware project i at mean this point? it probably would have been mass effect legendary edition with a bunch of like pc optimizations yeah. <laughs> So hopefully they can do it still patch it in. But yeah, I, I haven't in it launched it. So I that's upsetting, I guess. But hopefully like I'm really big into I, Dragon Age. They haven't shown Dragon Age for anything and I don't believe they can do it. So if like you're not winning me over, I don't know who you're looking to now. Yeah. Anyway. Well. There you or go. Bioware. Bioware. Were yeah. they even really that big? Like. Mass Effect was the thing. Other than that, yeah, oh, Mass no, Effect Kotor two was big too. And Kotor was kind of their breakout, like million seller. Like I mean, going further back, Baldur's Gate or something, right? Baldur's Gate for like niche. Like they they gradually graduated Gate into for this like upper tier. PC bros, specifically like that were yeah, really yeah. into RPGs. Yes, for sure. Kotor was when it crossed over to me, like my field of awareness of like, to, okay, I'm gonna get this game, to most and people. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, yeah. And then Mass Effect was them kind of. We don't need a license. We're gonna make our own cool sci-fi thing. Yeah. And it's janky, but like I enjoyed that first one. Yep. Me too. And then two, I felt was like the p- peak of like critics loved it and it sold okay, like a couple million or something. Two is one and, of my favorite games, like still. Yeah, but it's it's weird being in like the bubble of like the time because it was like oh video game critics are talking about this and it's getting game of the year awards. Yeah. But I don't know if like millions of people are buying it because EA really kind of started pushing them to sell three in a weird way that wouldn't make sense like it was like we're advertising this on like main sports stuff and like trying to get people to buy three and it's like it's the third game like how are people going to jump in here what are you talking about right (laughs) like it was like they needed it to sell x number of millions and it had like the multiplayer mode and like the loot boxes and stuff to try to like get numbers in on mass effect 3 and it was just like this is weird like yeah it's the conclusion of like a sci-fi trilogy like this is the nerdiest thing to try to like make into call of duty or something like this is not gonna work and i do remember so. a lot of like 7-eleven campaigns and like where yeah a hot dog get like a download code for like one of the yeah skins. and it's like that's that's cool that like one of our games made it to this level i guess but it's such a weird pivot to like <laughs> yeah no yeah, yeah. what like this is like this is not going to happen, so I, I don't know. And then, and then, oh my god, do you remember how hard they went into the Old Republic, though? Like, they yeah. pushed that so hard. Holy shit. It was like, we gotta be bigger than WoW, and it's gonna be the, the thing. And I dabbled with it, but I just don't get MMOs enough to, like, want to be in there. I found it boring so, myself. Yeah. Oh. Weird, man. Sorry, yeah, I just feel... On a negative game train right now with all the all the griping. Let let's go look at some old treasure, some treasure okay. from back in the magazine days. Okay. <laughs> Try to get on a different vibe. But here. aren't these um uh, aren't these things that we haven't played? <laughs> so these are things that we haven't played. Well, except one I've definitely played oh, okay. and vaguely remember in a positive manner. So okay. we'll talk about that. Um, and one of them actually like uh, the one I'm going to start with was. This is readily available. You can get this on your PS4, maybe even PS5. Okay. Uh, it got ported over. It's called Primal. Do you remember oh this my game, God. Primal? Yes. I never did play it, though. I think I played the PlayStation Magazine demo 
but yeah, you're you're like uh, you play as this. I guess you're the girlfriend of a rock star who got abducted by demons. Oh, is that who she you, is? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you team up with like a little imp, like a gargoyle creature, and you're on this like weird adventure. Yeah. In like this hellscape demon world or something. It actually looks kind of neat. Uh, it got a 7.9 on GameSpot. Uh, that's Greg Kasavin reviewed it. Apparently the combat sucks, <laughs> but oh. the like... It's really big, nice open environments, and like most of the game is you and this little kind of creature solving puzzles and adventuring, and that stuff's pretty fun. So I don't know. Uh, it's but yeah, I was I was searching for War of the Monsters like last week. I one of the games I brought up, and that was readily available on PSN. It's five bucks at the time it was on sale. Oh. Uh, and this this game is also available quite readily, but there's not a lot of PS2 games on PSN. <laughs> like. PlayStation now has like 20 or something. And I think you can buy them a la carte. I yeah, think Sony's really but... bad. It's I, it. I hate how Sony does shit. They don't do backwards compatibility, right? And they don't even give me the ability to buy old games properly. It was really hard to like search them too. Cause I was like, yeah. listen, I know they're PS2 games. I don't care. That's like my nostalgia zone. I want to search for that. And it was like, no, no, these are like PSN like games. It's like, they're not. Like, I'm digging through, like, hundreds of games <laughs> to try to find this thing. It was honestly easier to find them in the PlayStation Now menu, be, like, just not with without subscribing, just to, like, see what's even on the service. Uh, huh. Because, yeah, it would at least, like, let you sort by, like, category oh, that way. I see. Okay. So it's like, oh, Ape Escape 2 is on here. Cool. Like, stuff like that. It's annoying, too, because in the PS3 days, you could just buy uh, PS2 classics and PS1 classics. And it's like, yeah. you should just, like, I'll give you five to ten bucks for, like, one of these old games to have. Or why isn't there a heading that's just, like, PS2 classics or something? Yeah. And I can just choose that and then see them all. And so then go, oh, Downhill Domination isn't on here. Okay, great. I can just move on instead of shopping for like half an hour. Like I was basically going through PS2 games and like going to, if I like this PS2 game, what else is recommended? And there'd be like other games there that it wasn't surfacing. And then I was trying to like snake my way through to finding all these games, like dark cloud two and stuff is on there. But anyway, it's so annoying. Uh, yeah, because, like Jim Ryan has even just said like, why would you want to play old game? Like Sony just doesn't give a fuck about old games. If it's not, the new thing you can buy for $80 or whatever, fuck it. Yeah, it's like, it's money I'll hand you, like, because you never made a game like this again, I guess. Fucking hate you know? Jim Ryan and Sony. I want a PS5. Who's Jim Ryan? He's the dude that runs it. He's, he's the, the face of the, the C- Sony stuff now? He's the CEO or whatever. Okay. Huh. But anyway, uh, Primal, readily available. Uh, less readily available is Crimson Tears, which I'm not going to spend too much time on because I just don't... I don't think there's any reason to go back to this game. <laughs> oh, is this but, the one uh, it's no, this this one is uh this 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 is like a hack and slash RPG from like 2005. Uh, but yeah, it it sounds like the thing that's neat about this game is the combat. Like Primal has bad oh. combat, this has fun combat, but the story is just stupid. Sure. Uh, yeah, Justin Calvert gave it a 6.8 back in the day. I think the novelty of it was just your character building. Like, it's really challenging combat, but you can, like, upgrade your powers and whatever. You're fighting robots. Oh, okay. I don't know. Crimson. Yeah. There was a lot of mindless hack and slash games in this era. Yeah. And this sounds like a potential, like, 
if podcasts existed in 2005, this would be a great podcast game. <laughs> oh, so grindy in a weird <laughs> really way. Really grindy. Yeah, just colorful, like anime-looking characters sli- slicing up stuff, getting getting upgrades and whatnot. Sure. To make the combat more more cutty and slicey. Neat. Uh, but yeah, nothing nothing too exciting. Now we're getting into this little stealth wave that I just want to briefly think about because like it's this notion that Splinter Cell was such a big hit that people would copycat it. Yeah. Happened f- for like a couple years. So first up is Rogue Ops. Do you remember? Is this the one with the swearing? Uh, yeah, I think so. And okay. Like it's like a busty blonde woman cursing. Oh. Is the Rogue Ops hook? I think. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of something different, but sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by all accounts, mediocre even then. Six point seven from Brad Shoemaker. But you know, you got your Splinter Cell type gadgetry. You're raking necks and sneaking around. Uh, this is the era Blizzard almost made a stealth game and then didn't. Right. <laughs> With uh, ghosts. Yeah. They just kind of backed out of it because it's like, uh-oh, there's too many early, people in here. Early 2000s something. era. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Rogue Ops, by all accounts, just sounds like one of a half dozen. The one from this era I am curious about is Swery's, like, early game spy fiction. Oh, I have that. Okay. Like, I'm probably willing to take a look at that at some point just for pure curiosity and, like, see what FK is doing in that game. But this game... Sure. (laughs) Less so. Uh, One that I just was baffled by its timing and several elements of it, there was a Mission Impossible game called Operation Surma. Oh. That came out, like, between the movies. Like, it came out after Mission Impossible 2, but before Mission Impossible 3... It doesn't have Tom Cruise in it, but it is licensed from the movies, and Ving Rhames is in it. Oh, I actually remember seeing this game. Yeah, okay. I always got this mixed up with Splinter Cell because the cover looks extremely similar. Yeah, this looks very Splinter Cell. It got a 7.3 also from Brad Shoemaker, so better than Rogue Ops. Okay. Uh, And yeah, it's just like, what? Like, they got the movie property, but they couldn't afford Tom Cruise. (laughs) And they just have this generic-looking Ethan Hunt dude in the game, but you're allegedly still talking to like other characters from the movie. So I'm still like vaguely curious as to how this turned out because I have like weird affinity for the Mission Impossible game on N64. That game's which great. isn't. Yeah, it's trying to be that movie, yeah. which I at least like like that movie a lot. But it came out years later. Yeah, <laughs> like it was a real baffling thing. I put a lot of time into that game. Uh, specifically, like, the kind of embassy mission or whatever. I think that's the only one like... I know. <laughs> <laughs> or bank. Yeah, a bank past, or a, past a point, that's, like, the most elaborate mission, I feel. Okay. Like, it's really trying to be that movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that game is, is janked up in a kind of, like, early Hitman sort of ambitions, but it is, it is an N64 game, so, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I can't imagine it's actually very good, but anyway... Uh, and then finally on the list is one that, like, I actually remember having pretty cool combat and, like, a good look and everything. Sammy Studios uh, made a first-person shooter about vampire cowboys called Dark Watch. Do you remember that, this? That name sounds familiar. Uh, yeah, it was... I remember this like character, a, but I've never seen gameplay or anything. I Wait, it's first-person? Jericho person? Cross... 
Yeah, it's a first-person action game. Okay. Uh, I played it on Xbox back in the day at a friend's house, and it's, like, pretty good, as I recall. Like, I don't know if you'd compare it to, like, kind of that Gunslinger game, or what What was what was that series of games? Call of Juarez. That, uh, Call of Juarez, yeah, like the Gunslinger one. I, it's how I remember it now, vaguely. Like, sure. but yeah, you have vampire powers. You're you're this uh, cowboy who like gets cursed or whatever. And yeah, it, it got a 7.9 back in the day. Bob Clyco. Uh The main beef with it was the multiplayer modes aren't really fleshed out. But like that mattered then. I don't think that matters now. If it's still like a fun little weird shooter campaign from back then that's still like of some interest to me sure so i don't know it, it's like oh yeah that game that this weird like tried to tried to make a splash 16 years ago yeah uh yeah that's one <laughs> so anyway okay so those are the treasures uh it sounds like maybe two of those are treasures and three of them aren't but i'm i'm you know looking for weird things I'm, i didn't know about i mean so. <laughs> crimson tears sounds like it could be fun if you wanted to waste some time yeah, if you just want to cut up stuff, yeah. like, it, it it does that. It's just, do you care about the story? No, I never would have, though, so whatever. Yeah. Like, that's right. fine. Yeah, and then bad stealth is always bad. Like, the death yeah. of any of those is the missions where it's like, oh, you got spotted, game over. Like, yeah. and I think both of these have that, where it's like, oh, you can't fight your way out, you're just done now, which is... Bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't do that. Did you ever get into Splinter Cell? Or speaking I, of Clint Hawking, I guess. I never did, but it's also because I didn't have an Xbox. That was kind of the Xbox okay. game for a while before it started going on other stuff. Yeah, I play, I played that first one on GameCube uh, once it got ported over and beat it anyway and had an okay time. Sure. But past a point, I just kind of, that was my one of those that I played. I did play like Chaos Theory was the one or something. It was much later. It was like okay, maybe even just like five years ago, like kind of recent. It was fine. Yeah, that's after Conviction, which was sort of the gritty reboot. But yeah, I'll find which one it is. Get your Michael Ironside on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Bla- yeah, Blacklist is the one I played. I think it's actually did that have a new protagonist one. and stuff? Yeah, <clears throat> I think they tried to revamp it a 2013. little bit. Twenty thirteen when it came out okay so i guess and, not really yeah, it's been a while yeah that's a while but ago didn't they do stuff with that character and stuff though like he appears in like the ghost recon games and stuff like yeah he's in been... siege as an operator yeah like he's in okay he's kind of in everything like they're kind of like he's just a tom clancy the mash, mascot thing. now yeah yeah that makes sense but anyway um yeah, so there you go. If if anybody played any of those games and wants to send us takes, that's always the hope with this segment is that sure. someone remembers Dark Watch a lot or like they 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 aced every mission on Rogue Ops, you know. They're still building their character in Crimson Tears. I, I want to hear these. I things. think I would revisit <laughs> or I would visit Dark Watch. I'm just like looking at screenshots. It looks kind of neat. It does. Yeah. yeah. I I remember it being kind of cool, <laughs> so maybe it has additional novelty now. Because nothing went down that path again. <laughs> There's probably not so. an easy, great... I mean, besides emulator, like, illegally obtaining somehow, there's probably not, like, a great way to play it Yeah, right now. I know, like, 
that was my hope with like searching the PSN store with some of this stuff. Like there was a PS2 version of this and it's supposed to be fine. Okay. But uh, I think. But anyway, with with a handful of these. But it's just yeah, licensed games from like Atari or something back then. Like yeah. that's not gonna come out again. That's just gone. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But anyway, video games. I I do like video games. I I try. I get mad about them sometimes, but I generally like them. I, I feel. Is like it I because you care week, too much? Yeah, I cared too much about BT. Uh, I just you know. Yeah. Wanted to. You wanted to, to see him come and, back. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> like, I just when I I when I feel like I'm put in a position where like the universe has declared something about a game, I like can't deal with that. I just get too in my head about like I guess I like this mechanic a bit. Like DMC when we were talking about that, like it was like I guess that Fox News boss was okay, but like oh, right. I'm coming out of hearing like tons of podcasts about like there is the best level design I've ever seen in a video game in this video game, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, you should play Dark Souls or something. Like I don't know, like I just get defensive about it because it's like, nah, that was fine. Is it just like, because you listen to too many other opinions about stuff? Like I don't listen to video game yeah. podcasts. Period. Yeah. So like I don't actually know I, what I people are stop. saying about games. Yeah. I guess so. Like I just get like things built up and then when it comes to pass it's like I really wish I just never heard about this and I could just enjoy smile it. or frown on my own terms. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where I ended up too. What's really annoying right now, like I'll bring this yeah. in a little bit is um people just talking about Resident Evil 8. It's like I don't want your opinion. It's like I didn't mm-hmm. ask for it. I'm li- I'm trying to like listen to I do listen to podcasts, but they're usually about just like random shit. Or oh, are people comedy. crabbing about it or something? No, but I don't want to hear them like it either. Like, I don't care. Th- this is not why mm. I come to your thing. Like, shut oh, the fuck okay. up and be funny, clown. <laughs> like, I listen to comedy podcasts <laughs> or something. Like, I'm not coming to you for your game opinion. Least of all, a game series that like I'm is near and deeply dear. entrenched yeah. into. So like, I really don't yeah. want to hear any of this shit at all but for some reason that stuff has just been coming up like crazy well not for some reason it's a huge series um right and it's a big <laughs> recent release or whatever but yeah 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 and it's now I, I it's for the same reason yeah. i think where it's just like good or bad like i just want to have this thing in my mind and like what i think about it and i don't want like other people polluting that essentially Mm-hmm. yeah no it's <sighs> Yeah, it's something I'm still working on. Sorry, I had a bunch of built-up salt from my (laughs) Titanfall experience a while ago. (laughs) I've just been like, all right, this was a game. Like, I I I just don't think Titanfall 2 is bad, but I also don't... I don't think it deserves, like, ire, but I don't think it was, like, the hidden gold, like, gem from whatever. It's just, it was a video game that was okay. It was a video game. Like, yeah, like... It sort of made more sense Battlefield 1 did better because it had bigger, crazier multiplayer. Like, I don't know. I played, I'm not going to be mad at that I game. I played Battlefield <laughs> 1 more than I have, too. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Mainly yeah. because multiplayer. <laughs> but, you know, I don't even know if that game has a single player, to be honest. Battlefield 1? One, 1, yeah. Or... Oh, it, it did. I played a bit of it. It was sort of <laughs> neat. Okay. <laughs> like, it jumps from different characters and there was some big set piece Zeppelin crashes and whatever. But okay. I sure. don't know. 
a lot of that was just like, oh, it's on PlayStation Plus now. Like Battlefield Five just got added, and I was like, oh, I guess I could look at this that, now <laughs> for free. That's also you kind know. of how I've been playing them too. Um, yeah. I've been re-listening actually to Idle Thumbs from the beginning very recently. There you go, big Far Cry Two fans. Yeah. Um, I mean, not yet. I don't. I guess I don't know what they're talking about right now. They don't have like a, a thing really. They've just been talking about BlizzCon from like 2008. So they're just like talking Perfect. right now about like what the next Diablo is gonna be like. And it's just like, oh, you poor, poor children. <laughs> I do I do love going back to old stuff because, yeah, you're like, oh, weird. Yeah, they didn't know that that was what was going to happen yet. <laughs> like, there's a certain, like, yeah. foreknowledge that you have of just like, oh, they hadn't announced that yet. Crazy. Yeah. Like, they're just finding out about the 3DS coming into being, like, now. They don't even know. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's so, it's so weird going back and, like, just hearing old talks about games that like you haven't thought about in 10 years <laughs> yeah i mean that's that's kind of my like angle with the old magazine stuff too because that's yeah. like pre-podcast games i don't even know anyone that was podcasting about 2004 games you know like maybe so, GameSpot, maybe yeah like five minutes on a hot spot about yeah oh our primal review is up or something but like yeah not the same format yeah so yeah, I don't know. I might even go back like there's a handful where I, I have War of the Monsters now I can play it. Uh, but with like one or two of these, it's like they're just archaeological interests to me <laughs> at this point. You know, uh, once, once this basketball Mass Effect wave is over, uh, get back to the PS2, <laughs> you know, man, like I want to ch- I need to maybe see like somebody. I wonder if somebody's like streaming Mass Effect or something, the PC version. I want to, and I could ask them to like open the option menu. I kind of want to see for I, myself. What I mean, whatever. Is. I can I can launch it today and and look at it. But like, field field of view, I felt was always static on those anyway. But I I don't know for third person. Like I I'm not sure. I'll I'll see what what isn't and isn't available. The film grain probably you can turn off. That was always an option. <laughs> But film, yeah. Anyway. I hate film grain in games. I re- oh my god. Do you re- actually? I think we've talked about this, just not in depth. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Uh Miyazaki. Was it Miyazaki? No, I can't remember his name now. Um, when Evil Within came out, he decided it should be at twenty four or five frames per twenty three frames per second in seven twenty oh. wide screened with uh film grain and you couldn't turn any of that off so it looked like shit. well i think i think i brought that up last week as like a game where i felt it was just too zoomed in and looked crazy and i couldn't deal that, with it that was by because you were talking about feeling nauseous yeah yeah that was by his but it was uh, like thing. he wanted that oh this is a design choice and it's like ah, yeah but dude it's like bad. i'm just trying to play an action game <laughs> like you guys gotta not do that that was bad yeah 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 at some point, you should give like players that option for sure. <laughs> I've I've had Evil Within two on my like wish list for a long time because I heard it was way better. Like, did you ever look at it? I did. Was that true? It is better, but Evil Within one's not good, so anything is kind of bad. <laughs> a competent game is better than bad. So, is it is it good though? Is there like good um... things? 
I don't want to get hyped on it like Titanfall 2, but no one I, is hyping this I game. I will definitely not saying, hype oh, it. Oh, it's better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evil Within is has better ideas executed poorly. Evil Within 2 oh. feels like a kind of standard video game. Action game? Yeah. Okay. Huh. It just if it has like some sort of pseudo surreal level design or it has a little bit of that, but there's pieces. a bunch of open yeah. world ish type spots where you're just kind of in like a weird town looking in houses with monsters around. And that's hmm. that's kind of like the boring standard video games part. But then every now and then you go to like an area yeah. and it's a set piece area and that's more akin to what you probably would look for in those types of games. I have this weird, like, halfway feeling of, like, I might have actually liked the 2008 Alone in the Dark. Like, I was playing it for achievements. Okay. But then I actually, like, just fell into playing it all. Like, and it's like, oh, no, this is a terrible game. It's like, I guess, but I kind of just liked wandering around this weird park and, like, finding dark ooze and, like, flashlight whatever. Like, I kind of had an okay adventure. The problem with <laughs> like, that game is that whenever you have to do a thing, it just kind of feels janky in some way. Like, specifically, there's... Yeah. I can't remember if it's enemies or if you get, like, the ability to throw, like, throwing stars or something. I think there's enemies that, like, throw them at you down a hallway and, like, get just getting to yeah, where you can shoot them I, sucks. Like, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's awful shit. stuff in it, but yeah. But I mean, I played Deadly Premonition and had a great time, and there's like janky combat in that. Like, so there's a horrible boss battle. <laughs> like, the only thing, honestly, that's good about Deadly Premonition's gameplay part is kind of fucking terrible, but like, it makes up yeah. for it in all the Character dumb charm and, and personality. It has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I mean I almost want to briefly comment on two because like I I listened to your guys game of the year podcast and like I know it's like a pretty disappointing game in a lot of respects but like I didn't even I did play it I played uh like I I haven't like given up on it at all but like I am in a weirdly positive place with it because like the thing it did for me was make me want to make jambalaya and I did and it was really good sure (laughs) so like i have like a positive memory ball around it just because i had a really great meal because of it <laughs> so it's okay. not really fair uh frame rate and everything oh yeah well i saw so but... i thought the frame rate was a joke until like i bought it sight unseen yeah when it was coming out and i thought that was a joke yeah so i decided to look up a bit of video of it and it was so like jaggy with how it moved that I was like, I actually mm-hmm. won't be able to play this without getting motion sick. So I'm going to just wait like the open world stuff of just like, Oh, there's like balloons around and animals. And it's yeah. just like, wow, this looks, and yeah, just like you got to wait outside this bowling mm-hmm. alley. But then I did like the bowling alley mini mini game. So I don't know. I'm in like a crossroads with it. I have not like thrown it aside or anything. It is just, it wasn't like the main game I was focusing on at the time. I might just check but it out when it's out on PC. Cause hopefully it'll actually, if they like fine. fix it up. Yeah. yeah. Blessing in disguise. Uh, yeah. maybe well, the blessing in disguise for me was, uh, Jambalaya, Jambalaya situation. So yeah, it's yeah. great. I put baby corn in it. No one asked for that, but like I wanted it and it was good. And it was good. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's all. So there I love go. baby corn. More things should have. I know. I kind of wanted an excuse to throw it in. <laughs> so anyway, uh, and then, uh, well, briefly, since it's been a segment, I'm just going to say the masterclass of the week is David Mamet, uh, playwright and screenwriter guy. 
just for a writing focused one, it's uh, just got a nice, simple kind of outline that he thinks things through. And I actually uh, like it, but I don't need to elaborate. Uh, he speaks well and it's, it's a pretty good one. So if you care who that is, uh, there you go. Any David Mamet thoughts? Uh, the edge. None that with Anthony Hopkins, none that come yeah. to mind. <laughs> the edge is a movie. I don't think a lot of people even think of, but that, <laughs> I thought that was a pretty, I saw that when I was like maybe too young to kind of understand the situation. Yeah. But it's a bit of a weird, heavy situation for it's like in my mind. channels movie. Yeah, they fight a bear. They do. It's like kind of an okay movie. Yeah, it's fine. It's, yeah. So David Mamet, writer of The Edge, uh, lets you know how to write movies like that uh, in his masterclass. So uh, check that out. And uh, that's that's all I had for this week. Uh, sorry to all the Apex Legends fans out there, you know, all the Titanfall heads. I just didn't get it. I'm just an idiot. So I'm wrong. I mean, you just have a different uh, opinion. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we don't have to go and, with and destiny destiny 2 <laughs> i i like destiny 2 more than destiny 1 i don't know if that's even controversial I th- yeah that <laughs> seems to be say. the way it just goes for everybody probably that's that i'm kind of done with both of those games <laughs> but that's also seems to be the way most people <laughs> 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 so, yeah what is next but if a third Bungie? one came out i wonder i would i would buy that slurpee cup i don't i don't know oh yeah if they if they can do that uh, but anyway, so uh, any any final uh, words for the episode 158? Man, fuck Bioware. What's going to happen with Bungie? They kind of can't do anything new <sighs> any now either. <laughs> well, they don't have the Activision baggage, so they can do whatever they want. Let's be optimistic. They also don't have the they're money, gonna, though. <laughs> the Activision money. Yeah. Who knows? I hope they... Br- they're going to finally make a Halo RTS that's like really good. I was going to say, haven't they made Halo RTSs? But I don't know if the other ones were bad, so I guess so. Halo Wars 3, maybe. Never played them. No. Yeah, I I have a strategy guide, but I don't know why. Anyway. Nice. uh, Yeah. But anyway, that's it. Uh, Thanks for sailing with Paul and Nathan on the good ship pixel response. See you next week. Bye. Toot toot.